Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone. We are live here on the Red Men TV YouTube channel. It is the Red Men podcast. Nobody say fuck. Um <laughs> doesn't matter never has and it never will uh chris payjack joins me ross chandley joins me and ben kelly 776 joins me as well um <laughs> good to see everyone <laughs> everyone smiling faces today uh, our kickoff question this week comes from our very own amy lawrence who smashed this one i thought um if you were only allowed to cook your eggs in one way for the rest of your life which way would it be now i know he's gonna have an opinion on this so i'll come to him first Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm, are you sure? Mm. Sure. We'll be here a long time. A very long time. It's a quick question, Chris. It's, it's a not quick a quick question. question. It's not a quick question. You can't ask me a food question like that and expect a quick answer. So the the first thing you've got to consider is what is the nicest? Which well, is your favourite? The, the nicest one for me is the poached egg. But I don't want to get into a situation where I'm cooking breakfast for 10 people, which does happen. You know, you have family parties and all that type of stuff. And I'm having to cook 20 post eggs just because I can't cook fried or scrambled eggs anymore. That's a ridiculous situation to be a part of, isn't it? So I think I've got to take into consideration ease as well. But then I'm like, you can't just ignore the Spanish tortilla. Like, no one can ignore the Spanish tortilla, can it? Because, I mean, when you're talking eggs and you're talking potatoes, nobody does it better than the Spaniards. And, I mean, I want tapas. And you're telling me I go to Spain and I can't have no Spanish tortilla. I can't make no Spanish tortilla here. Well, I'm telling you no, my friends. But then I'm like, well, I love a scrambled egg as well. Love a little scrambled egg. It's lovely. So then I've just decided like the scrambled. easiest one. The easiest one's fried. Because you, you can't give up a yolk. In the, like, there's no way. No no one here is giving up the, the runny yolk, surely. And if you are, you're fucking crackerjacks. So it's got to be fried, but it's easy to simplicity and it's versatility in the egg market. <coughs> Perfect. So fried. Yes. Ross? Well, I agree, but I sort of disagree. I'm going omelette because I think on, on variation, ease, and, you know, you're not eating just a, a fried egg. just tastes the same every time. On omelette, you can mix it up. You've already mentioned the Spanish omelette. You've got a frittata. You could probably push it towards a bloody quiche as well, you know, if you really wanted to. The variation of flavours you can have in an omelette is, you know, it's just wild, isn't it? To We're just going to cook it in different <laughs> ways, Josh. We're just going to cook it in different ways. That's ignoring the rules. Not really. It's a variation on an omelette, isn't it? But a frittata's done in the oven, chef. Yeah, but you can put a, you can put an omelette in on a on a stove and under the grill. God almighty. Yeah. I'm watching the audience. I'm just mentally picturing the audience retention figures on this. It's going for a quick, a quick loose We're both, we're both right. <laughs> Fucking hell. What's your favourite type of egg? That wasn't a question. Chicken egg. <laughs> chicken, chicken egg. Chicken. <laughs> ben, what are you doing? 
Um, I, I don't have the vast egg experience of these other two. Um, experience, if you will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not as quick-witted either. Um, and I just, I, I've never even, I'll tell you something now, I've never even hard-boiled an egg myself. So I just, it's just scrambled. It's just scrambled egg on toast and that's the end. That's all never. I ever do you make, How do you make your scrambled egg? Stop. Uh, stop. 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 No. Stop. He's never hard boiled an egg himself. <laughs> what? What? It's just never. Ball? Yeah, no, it's just never appealed to me. It's just never been something that I've had a, I've wanted to do. So soldiers. No. You haven't lived. You had no childhood. Uh, no, I haven't lived. Fancy okay, for well, too fancy. Too fancy for Wigan. You should. Uh, I, I, I agree. To, we agree to disagree there. Um, passes though, surely. We dip raw uh, eggs in pies. Yeah, yeah, we put them in a pie, yeah. We're just an, an egg pie. That's what we have. Um, Dross, to answer your question, I put the egg in a pan and then just stir it a bit and put it on a plate. That's how I scramble it. I, I'm probably upsetting people by saying that, but I don't right. do it very often. Fried egg. Fried egg. No, right, we'll move on. Um, fried, fried egg. Why fried egg book? Because I like fried eggs the, the most of, of the eggs. You tend to order a lot of poached eggs for a man who's so vociferous in his uh I have another poach I've I've eaten maybe one poached egg in the last ten years. Yeah. I like poached eggs, they're fine, but whatever. Let us know your favourite type of egg in the comments. <laughs> yeah, and I might make an exception. Um, uh, right, let's talk free trials. That was a cracking one, Paul. <laughs> Good God Almighty! Boss <laughs> Power in the comments here saying I need an explanation for all of this. Yeah, oh, we're only yoking. And oh, this has God. to be a yoke, surely. Oh, is God. it me or is it boiling in here? Uh, <laughs> extremely hot. <sighs> so um, uh, <laughs> Liverpool enter the transfer market at the end of the season, presumably with no money whatsoever. If we're all to be, if we're to be believed. Um, so it opens up the possibility of a number of free transfers. Um, Sky Sports did an article. I mean, a lot of people have done this, and I'm sure it will come up more and more again. But Sky Sports did an article to the 58 Premier League players who could walk out of their clubs on July 1st. And obviously, most of them haven't. Some of them have. Some of them have signed extensions till the end of the season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, I wanted to talk to you guys about what what you think. And, and, and again, engage the inner footy manager playing all of us here. And the players that Liverpool, you know, Liverpool could do worse than take a little bit of a punt on. Chris, what have you? What are your thoughts on this? Fifty of them are irrelevant to me, um, give or take. And I, I must admit, when it comes to this, and I, and I look through it, I, I had a lot of fun doing it, and I was a bit like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I could have a little bit of him. I was like, well, actually, is he as good as what we've got? Blah blah blah. And it, but what it boiled down to. Um, no pun intended that time um, was <laughs> no genuinely I'm going to try and stop that otherwise I'll end up getting on Lord of the Rings references again as well uh, we don't want to do that we don't want to show full of egg puns in Lord of the Rings um, so um, I've gone with the big name players if I'm honest right. has anybody gone for anyone I mean for a start I'm taking the Chelsea back up front three all of them <laughs> yeah, all of them why not because why not yeah, G Rude, thank you. Plan B, boxed, no problem. Um, I mean, David Silver doesn't have far to, he could probably live in the same house. I don't yeah. mind him travelling. 
David Silva. Does anyone know? Has David Silva actually? Does anyone know what he's doing? Is he retiring or is he just is he just moving on? I thought he was retiring. I thought he was retiring, but the way that the article's written, it just says he kind of hasn't decided yet. He wouldn't be in the article if he was going somewhere else, would he? Because it'd be fucking pointless putting him in. But they have people who aren't aren't probably going to sign as well, though, haven't they? Like, see that? Um, There's a couple of Leicester players who they just expect to sign, but they've thrown them in there. And then the other one is Jan Vertonghen, because not the best, but equally better than what we've got as backups. That's yeah, an interesting shout, the, the Ambertongan stuff, isn't it? Because, Ross, you know, he, he's, a, he's still a top-quality centre-half. And I know it's been weird. Mourinho's used him weirdly. He's played, I mean, maybe this was just necessity, but he's played a full-back a little bit more than a man of his age should do. But um, you're right, in terms of, like, uh, quality and depth. If you're gonna, the Dejan Lovren conundrum is there, and it's mad because I, I, again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just revisiting our defeat to Watford, uh, where Lovren was, uh, was, you know, got absolutely slaughtered, and you know, I think a lot of people expected Lovren to move on in the summer, but if he does. It's all well and good going, oh, let's just get rid of Dejan Lovren, or let's let's move him on for the sake of his own career, or however we wish to phrase it. We don't have a natural cover. And we, I know some, we, some, we were going to t- discuss this a little bit later on, but I think it's worth kind of having the piling the conversation in on this because we've seen how hard it is to buy a top-quality centre-half. I, I think Seth Vandenberg had a good game in the, the replay against Shrewsbury, a really good game. But that was the, you know, I think it's still a bit, he's still a bit young to be putting him in. It's not as cut and dry as just get rid of Dejan Lovren. No, and that's why I brought up the topic because I think it's it's a sticky situation. It's all changed because of the coronavirus and what money that we have got. You've got to be very careful what you pick and choose. There might be <clears throat> a situation where Lovren might have gone, where Liverpool now have to go. Well, actually, it's easy for you to kind of stick around for a year. Out, out of the, I picked four names out of that list, and Vertonghen was one of them. I think if you talk about <clears throat> having a fourth choice centre half, I think you can do a lot worse, particularly for a free transfer. It's kind of it's low risk at that point, isn't it? If he's no good. <clears throat> short-term contract or, you know, he's got a few years left and someone will probably pick him up because we've seen defensive qualities in the Premier League aren't that great. For an experienced centre-half, he's been at a big club for a long time. Okay, he hasn't won anything, but then he can, that doesn't mean he can't develop under Jurgen Klopp and alongside of Virgil van Dijk or whatever else. The other thing that I noticed, I watched Spurs-Everton last night and, and the, I think Carragher made a comment on Neville saying that the partnership at, at Tottenham hasn't been great. Do chop and change left, right and centre? You said it there, he's playing left-back. But we've seen from centre-halves and days on Lovren that they, they need rhythm. That's something that doesn't get brought up with Lovren. You know, you don't play for five, six games, but come in and do the same job like a Joe Gomez and, you know, a Matip and a Virgil van, van Dijk does week in, week out. It's hard to kind of pile that pressure on. You just expect them to come out the cold and go actually perform. Because I think you can probably mm-hmm. get a bit more out of Vertonghen in that sense. Yeah, I mean, Ben, have you got anyone there on, on you, on you, that, that's drawn your attention on the freeze that you would, you would have in terms of centre-half? Or, you know, again, would you even... Bother the Liverpool actually need to just go and spend some dough and get get a get a replacement in. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think I think personally, I mean, obviously the the one that we'd all really really love is Koulibaly if he's available. If you want to go and spend money on him, um, but no, I, I do. When I when I looked at the list, I did agree with the tongue, and I think you know he's, he's thirty three, but you know he's a good bit of experience with the dressing room as well. You know, that, having more of that can't hurt. Um, and yeah, I think he's a, obviously lots of Premier League experience as well. I, th- I, th- I think he'd be a good sign, but it's just whether or not, even as a free, I don't think it fits in Liverpool's sort of transfer mould, if you like. I mean, there's been talk of the 29-year-old Thiago wouldn't be right, wouldn't fit in with our transfer strategy. We were going to spend money on him. 
I think even as a free transfer, I don't, I just don't see us ever going for somebody over the age of thirty, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's it's a, it's a stopgap thing, isn't it? But it makes you wonder what people. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, this is this is the thing is that. Uh, we talked about this the other day, actually, on a show. Is the gap between our senior players our, and our middle tier, and then our, our our young players are just a bit too young at the moment. And you know, in an ideal world, you, there's nothing wrong with Lovren. You love like again, it gets remembered because he's had his, some of his worst games have come most recently. But Lovren was having a, a really good season in the first half of the season for us, and he has had loads of really really good games for us. And as far as backups go, it's just probably a situation of like. If Dejan Lovren just wants to try something new in his career, and if that's the case, we might just have to go and get an interim solution for a year or maybe two until one of the young lads does get to that level. Yeah, I think that's right, Paul. I think, you know, when you look around the league and you think where Lovren is, his backup centre back's going as four choice, I think he's absolutely fine. I really do. Like, I, you know, as much as I, I don't particularly enjoy watching him play, I get a little bit nervous. I've never not felt like that with a four three centre half. Like mm. and and yet even with our fourth and third three centre halves, I think the top four, it's a top four partnership. If you were to play Matip and Lovren in with you know, I think you're still finishing the top four over the course of a season. So when you talk yeah. about bringing them in for individual games, I'm I'm I am okay with that. Look look, I don't really like him as a footballer. I I, I you know, over the years there's just He's just made too many mistakes, but he can go on a 10-game run where he plays exceptionally. No pun intended. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> and, and, that's kind, and that's kind of where we're at with him, and we've always been at with him. I think, if I'm honest, people are just a bit bored of him by now because he's been here like yeah. six years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and we've seen these mistakes for like six years, and we're still thinking two years ago we were going to get rid of him, and last year we were going to get rid of him. The likelihood is... He'll want to move and play first-team football. He believes he's one of the best defenders in the world still. He's got his league title now. He's got a European Cup. He'll probably go on. And Liverpool will probably have to replace him. And I think, you know, my topic later, we're talking about loan signings and stuff. Is Nat Phillips going to be good enough? I'm not sure. Is he old enough? I'm not sure. Is is Lovren a better option than Nat Phillips? Yes. Are people yeah. bored of Lovren and still want to see Nat Phillips get the chance? Probably. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that that's I think that's an interesting part of the debate, isn't it? Isn't it, Ross? Is that Lovren's He's just been here so long, and it, it, we're starting to have this argument about Origi, which we don't we don't need to dive into today because we did it on the build up show and we did it on the final word as well to, to some extent. But there's lads that are like tainted with the past so much, been there so long. You know what you're getting from Lovren, and and if you if we're accepting of that, that's fine. But again, it doesn't matter. It might not matter whether we're accepting of it or not because given the given the current environment, you just keep loving for another year because what's the point what's the point in having to have a chain and and, be, and blood a new player in or run the risk of having new youth players not be good enough? you might as well keep him but if we can't i think i think um I think uh, i think this is uh, i think this is right in so much as that is that we're probably just our, our opinion on loving is just tainted by time as much as anything else it's the it's the baggage is what Chris said before. Like if you're if you're on the stands, we've seen this week, probably the same with Carries, which we'll probably have a discussion at some point as well. Like if people want him back, <clears throat> for the same reasons of like why do you need that worry in your team? Like and it's part part of a cycle of where Liverpool are at now in their transition. Lovren stalls have been around for six years, but the standard in that six years has gone through the roof. And so what we expected from a defender, Liverpool defender, five six years ago is completely different to what it is now. 
First Van Dyke, Joe Gomez, Joe Matip have all, have all done that together with the baggage that comes with Lovren, the mistakes. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong for Liverpool fans to want to get rid of him for Liverpool to do better. That's what they want, isn't it? They don't want they don't want yeah. those mistakes. I, I don't think it helps when Jamie Carrey is like going, Jesus, when he, when, he, you know, when he's on the ball against Everton and stuff like that, that plays into your mind of going like, <laughs> if Jamie yeah. Carrey is like openly saying, Jesus Christ, like basically get rid of him and he's an experienced centre-half, that, that also plays into your mind just like, just get rid of him. But you're right, you're in a situation where don't, why 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 say yourself short? And it depends what Liverpool want as well. He's going to fight on four yeah. fronts, five fronts next season. Keep him. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Carragher dislikes him so much that we were asking him a question about Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers and he ended up on a 20-minute rant about how crap Dejan Lovren was. Uh, just to clarify something I didn't realise, Ben, you want to talk about Origi, we will talk about Origi. Well, the thing... That, don't feel the need to scrap that I, one. I, I, I asked Ross this morning, was it discussed on the final word? And Ross said no. I don't, so I was. I, I was don't. So I don't watch this shit back, Ben. Fucking hell. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, yeah, no, just to clarify, actually, and this has made this really easy. We we asked the question a little bit, obviously, about about David Silver and what he was doing, and we got Reese McCarthy saying he's moving to Spain, followed by Sean Callas saying I thought he was going to Qatar, and then someone going, he's going to Qatar. To brilliant, thanks everyone. In China, we've had all kinds of answers to it. So the answer is no one has a, a Scooby Doo. Yeah. He's keeping his options open is the answer. On the other free transfers, you know what's quite funny is that in terms of quality of football are available and age and all that kind of stuff, if if we didn't already have Adam Lallana... Yeah, he was on my list. Yeah. <laughs> you take Adam Lallana on a free transfer all day long, given the current climate, Chris. Yeah, but I'm bored of him, lad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The only reason we don't want Lallana anymore is he's just we're just done. We're just done with Lallana. He's, and and I think about him just to, uh, just just to pick up on him, Chris, because obviously I'm sure we'll do a lot round in the season and we'll talk about the squad and transfers in due course. Like, but because um, we've got a summer to fill. Um, but the yeah, Lallana summer for no, no. Well, yeah, not, not more longer for some than it is for others. But the Lallana stuff's interesting because I, I what his next move is is going to be fascinating because I think he's a, he's a, he's a cracking footballer and I think he gets maligned a little bit. And he always has been because I think I think people think Lallana's a bit weaker or a bit more of a shit house or a bit too much of. I don't know what it is, but I've never. It's very rare that Adam Lallana's taken to the field for Liverpool and I've 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 not been impressed by what he's shown us. Yeah. I, I try and think back to like players that I can compare him to. Now, I'm not saying he plays like these players, but, you know, Gareth Barry. Like, just one of those he played for, for years after probably his peak for the likes of Everton, for example. Lallana could go and do that. Phil Neville's another one who did it at Everton for fucking years. Goes and leaves title-winning sides and goes and proves that he's all right. Like, he yeah. can play in the top half of the Premier League consistently for about another eight years. I don't think Milana's got that long in him. But certainly he'll go to a top 10 club, he'll make a position his own, and he'll go out and prove that he was a good player and worthy of his position in the Liverpool squad. And I'm all How happy good could he sign for? Well, How good a club do you think he could sign for? I think Arsenal would really like him. I think he'd do really well with Arsenal, to be honest. Um, don't see him as a Mourinho-style player. But I think Arsenal's probably the Wolves, maybe, if there's a space in that midfield. Mm. He's, sure he's got him, you know, like, 
Arsenal. I, I think, yeah, Ross. I think he's got Arsenal written all over him. I don't necessarily think he'll go. He might. He might not go that high. But you know, he's very technically gifted. He's, you know, we know it well. We know well Adam Lallana's attributes. I think he's a very Mikel Arteta style player. I think he. I think he'd. Lo- I think he'd love to have him. And he has had injury problems, which would shoot Arsenal down to the ground as well. Um, if Newcastle don't be there, Milner though. Yeah, goes Wonder League title, doing a little bit part role, and goes in and brings experience and everything. I think I think the only other side I put I chuck in there is Leicester. You know, you've got the Brendan Rodgers thing. You get rid of James Madison, James Madison at that side as well. I think he's he's ideal for that role. But you're right. I think he he kind of knows his place now, doesn't he? I think he I think he's all right with it, and he's got that professionalism experience, which I think we'll miss. They say he's all right when he comes onto the pitch, but I think that that back room we have with with James Milner, what he does putting his arm around lads and, and stuff we don't really see from Adam Lallana, but you know he's he's well liked in the dressing room. So. I think he's. I, I think he's got a few. I think Chris is right. I think he's got a few years left in him. And ultimately, he might want to go to Bournemouth. You know, that's where that's kind of where he started out. It depends if they get relegated or not. But you know, <laughs> and what his targets are. But if a big club will, will come in for him, because you're right. We all looked at that list. I had I had four names. Of, one was Ryan Fraser, William, David Silva, and Matonga. The other one I put in there was Adam Lallana, and that's out of what was it 50 players that were in that list. And and, yeah. and clubs will be looking at that and thinking the same. Everyone will be taking a punt on him as well. The only question is his wow. wages. Cause he's on a decent wage at Liverpool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. While we're on, while we're on the on this sort of topic, you know, the the one thing Ben that people people are talking about is our is our is lack of depth in the fullback position. Well, there's a 29 year old England international who's on the free <laughs> transfer as well. Is James um, that old, that young? Nathaniel Nathaniel Klein. Oh. Is is you know it's funny, isn't it? You know, again, he's another one who who it's it's he's like his career's totally fallen off a cliff. He, he hadn't had an injury in his like his entire career, and he's had the last three seasons absolutely blighted. Um, but yeah, it's a, he's another one that like he's been forgotten about. People have forgotten how good he was. He was England's right back. You know, everyone yeah. everyone goes on about Carl Walker, but it was it was it was him. It was him and Carl Walker as England's first choice right backs. Yeah, even, obviously, even when in the first couple of years when Klopp arrived, that 16-17 season, he was a mainstay at right back and just seemed to fall off a cliff in summer 2017 and, and we just never saw him again. Um, but, you know, you know, he, he, if he can get himself fit, he would do, he probably could get, do a solid job for, for any Premier League side. You know, if you think about the, I think that maybe the only thing he was lacking, if you're talking about a modern fullback now, is... You know, when you compare him to Trent, he's, he's a completely different fullback. He's very good defensively, but he never really offered what anywhere near to what we get out of Trent going forward with the crossing and the and just the the creative play. So, I don't know if teams are looking to mould their fullbacks and 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 get more out of them going forward. I don't think he's as an appealing of a choice. But you know there are some teams who obviously like to put ten men behind the ball and play very defensively. So therefore, he will probably be a suitable option for them. So I think I think he'll find a home. It's just whether he can get himself fit. Yeah, Everton. he's just a proper right back. Well, oh, yeah, go on, Chris. How's this for a shout? He goes and plays for Sheffield United because their centre backs are the ones that go forwards, and he just slots <laughs> in and does the defensive way. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you mentioned them, Chris. Any, any. I mean, I think I, I, I think I feel like Leighton Baines might have either might have signed a new contract or, or might be on the verge of, of doing it. But he's a, he's a hundred years old, which doesn't aid his case in any way, shape, or form. But Leighton Baines was good. He was a bloody good left back for a very long time. He was a bloody good left back. He was probably the best left back in the league for a good three or four years, maybe a touch longer than that. Um, well past it now. Unfortunately, like. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually wouldn't want him. Like, um, yeah. I think he's he's too old. He's past it. Um, he's nowhere near good enough. The big one there is that it's Willian, isn't it, Chris? He's the he's the big name there for me. He's one of the few there on that list who I think has still got. I think he's still in the prime of his career. I think he's still got loads to offer. He's got pace, and that's for me. I mean, he's not in character. He's not like um, uh, Craig Bellamy. But in terms of what you're bringing in, you're bringing a, a fella there who's in his 30s, who's not going to play every single week, but he actually would, in, in his own way, raise the level of, of Liverpool's squad. Absolutely. I think, you know, he, he improves the squads. I think he's a great player. I, I've always really liked him. Obviously, since we first got linked with him a few years back, it was probably the first time I've heard of him. And then you see what he's done. And there is, are we only two seasons ago from being their best player? Or was that even last year? It just seems so long ago where he was the Chelsea's player of the year. Like, um, yeah. And you've got, and then you, the other thing with him is, there's for, for what Trent's done this season, absolutely magic. But from free kicks, Willian's better than Trent. Like, there's more <laughs> output there from direct free kicks and stuff like that. He seems to... And it, the other thing for me is, and I don't know whether, like, how many goals Willian gets a season, but every time I watch Chelsea, he seems to crop up with a goal. And there's something... Just for me, that just... That's like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's a player. He's always causing havoc for the other team. His delivery is unbelievable. And there's a space in the squad for somebody like that. He's so he's got nine nine Premier League goals this season, uh, nine goals and five assists in thirty two Premier League appearances, to eleven in all comps and seven seven assists. He'll be thirty two by the time the next season starts, Ross. But I, I mean, again, and he'll want a big wage, I'm sure. But I also can't imagine that a bigger club than Liverpool would come in for him. I think there'll be loads of clubs after him, to be honest. I think from what, what he brings, you talk about experience with a tongue and stuff like that, he's won. He's won loads at Chelsea. And, and and I think he had that mentality of wanting to push the front three. I don't think it's a case of he's just going to come and sit on the bench, he's going to be happy picking up a wage. He's got to win more stuff. He'll see Liverpool on the ascendancy. And I saw something yesterday about, you know, it was a clip from somewhere else saying, like, there'd be loads of players looking around and speaking to their agents to go and get me to Liverpool. I want to go play for them. I want to play for, I want to play for Jurgen Klopp. There's so much pull at Liverpool now. You know, <laughs> you think Bobby Firmino, Fabinho will be having a word with him as well. Like, you know, this is it's really good. You know, so he's going to have no problems trying to settle into a club when he's got people, you know, who are native from, from his country. But I, I'd absolutely love him. I, I, I think he, he brings something else. I think he probably, he's, with him, develop his game as well. He's a proper winger at Chelsea, whereas he's not going to be, he could be an inverted winger at Liverpool and he could still improve and still score more goals and, you know, still be, make a big name for himself. I don't think there's anywhere where anyone would, in a normal situation, Ben, I don't think you would be going into this summer happy that Liverpool, if Liverpool brought in Willian and went, there you go, right, we're done. <laughs> but I think I think contextually, given the given the situation and the pandemic, and we don't know where Liverpool's finances are going to be like, I just I'm and I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a, it would be a, 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 a perfect piece of business for Liverpool, but it might be a really bit a good bit of business considering again, considering the context of what we're living in at the moment. Yeah, this summer the reality is it might just be that this summer is just about plugging gaps. And that's why the Vertonghen conversation's worth having as well, because you know if you, if you if Lovren's somebody that's going to either well go or even if he sticks around, just having somebody else there to sort of maybe plug a gap for a season until next summer when the picture in terms of transfers might be a little bit clearer, then it's 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 worth thinking about. Willian, I mean, even from Chelsea's perspective, obviously they've they 
they seem to have more money than everybody else this summer, and and the reasons for that have been explained. But like, you know, if they're even if they're done spending money at this point, they've not got anything left. I understand why. I don't think they're going to get better than Willian as a backup. Like as as Frank Lampard now, I'd be trying to keep him. I don't, you know, I don't understand why you'd you'd be willing to let go on a free. Um, so so I, I you know. I, Whatever's going on there is quite strange, but yeah, I agree with Ross. I think if he does go and Chelsea can't keep hold of him, there'll be a fair few clubs looking to get looking to looking to sign purely because, as I say, all those clubs will be trying to plug a gap until next summer. And William, even though he's getting on a bit, it might be that he's the perfect solution for some teams to do that for now. Yeah, I, I think it's actually go on, Chris. I, I don't think Liverpool sign William, by the way. Um, I, don't, I think you've got to take wages into into it and length of contract as well. I think as a as a thirty two year old who's probably had some difficulties with Chelsea with his conduct and stuff a couple of years ago when he down tools for Antonio Conte and stuff. You know, it doesn't strike me as a player that you're gonna probably want to get involved with. And then you're talking to yourself, well, all right, yeah, he's on he's on a big amount of money, but and there's no transfer fee. I understand that. What length of contract are you giving him? Because he's looking for one last payday. He's probably looking for three to four years. Are you willing? Like, I can't imagine him taking a two-year, in which case this is his last chance to get a payday. So, so, so where, like, you're not giving a 32-year-old a four-year contract on really high wages. No, but, yeah, but again, it's this. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely. Man United will do. They did, did it to Matic yesterday. Oh, yeah, if you're a well-run club, <laughs> sorry, you're not giving a 32-year-old a new contract on massive wages. I think the difference in this is, you're right, Liverpool would never give Willian a four-year a four-year contract. He might get a two-year contract, and then that, you'll, and again, we're speculating on how he would react to stuff, but, uh, you know, I don't, as I said, it goes back to what I was saying, I don't think, like, I don't, I'm not sure a bigger club is he's going to get a better offer than coming to Liverpool, think of putting the wages and all that and the contract offer aside. You know, if he feels he's got four more years of still playing football, then he can worry about the, the the two years after he's had his two years at Liverpool. If he wants to, if he wants to do that, I mean, the way I had a look into it, he's not won, he's not won that much, you know. And I wonder whether there's, you know, he's he's never won the Champions League. He's won a couple of Europa Leagues. He's won a couple of Premier Leagues. And then, obviously, the Copa America with Brazil and stuff. He's won more Ukrainian Leagues than he has anything else. Uh, and whether, you know, it, it, it depends on the motivations of these lads. You're dead right. If, he, if he's got an attitude problem and, it's, and, it, and it could be a problem, then you don't need that. You don't need to bring a lad in of that age on the on it's still very competitive wages regardless um, you're, you're right, but there is something there that Liverpool have got that law at the moment. Of, you might think, well, if I can go, maybe I've got two more really good years and I could lift a couple of really big pieces of silverware in that time. And then I, I think the other ones, like Pedro, I, I, I think he's terrific still. Like he's not lost a, a bit of pace or anything, but probably the same problems, except you don't have that baggage of being a bit of a tit uh, that you do. Yeah. Maybe you don't have quite the goal return that Willian has and he's not as good as free kicks and stuff like that. I, I said at the beginning, I'd take all three. He signed for, sorry, Chris, he signed for Roma. Pedro? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Two out of three isn't bad. Bad news, Machen. <laughs> I know, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's like two weeks ago, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's a good idea. I like him too, Chris. He's fine, isn't he? I'm sure Roma will have good fun with him. Is anyone they, they'll they'll therefore not be able to put into their squad we can have off uh, on the cheap? Because that's that's a nice path well trodden. I like that certainly. Um Ryan Fraser, anyone? Yeah, all day. I'll, I'll take him. 
And I, even if it's, if it's a, a short-term gap, I think you look at the fact that he's got a, obviously a rapport with Ali Robertson already. I like the way that he, that he runs. He's pretty direct in, in what he does when he does get a chance at Bournemouth. I, I don't like the way he's, he's kind of down tools and got off and didn't sign an extension, but we don't know the ins and outs. And that, there's not actually a problem there. The, the, the no. But I think from you look at our backups, and we're going to talk about Origi later on, it's just too predictable for Divock Origi. And I don't think Ryan Fraser is. He's slightly different in the fact that he likes to get to the byline, cross balls in, which may, may give us a, a different option. But like he's got, he's got, he's got the... He's got the output and assists for me to actually produce something and have an effect on the team, whereas people that we have a backup now don't. Yeah, I, I think he might be a nice alternative to Shakiri. Um, if if Shakiri's going to go, it's another one really that um, that, that it depends whether or not Shakiri goes. But to be honest, I, I don't. I, I think he's a bit overrated. What what else is Ryan bad. Fraser? What what else is Ryan Fraser good at other than running? Can anybody tell me? Is his assist record for a, a club like Bournemouth is decent, mate? Right, OK. Well, I've I, I, I not... But other than, other than when, when I've watched him... Other than statistics? But what was Andy Robertson when he, when he joined Liverpool? He didn't watch him week in, week out. He didn't produce the levels that he's doing now. Look at potential, Ben. Very you know, true. Very true. true. Better players around you. Better players around you. I'm with you I'm on sticking this, to my guns, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think he's he's all right. I don't think he's a. I don't. Is I he don't better than the backup we've got? I'd yeah. say he's the same. I just can't be arsed with him. No, I don't think he is. Just can't be arsed with him. I just don't think he's that good. Like I'm not gonna lie and tell you I think he's good. I don't. I just don't think he's that good. Is it because think... you don't? You've never watched him really. No, I've watched him. I watch match of the day every week, lad. You know what I mean? I've seen Bournemouth games, mate. Fucking you know, he's, uh, it's, he's just not that good, lads. He's 26 years old. He's got yeah, he's got right. Everton written all over him. You know, he's got he's got like a club who between you know one of the he's got West Ham. He's got he's got a, a team that could finish between 14th and 7th written all Which over. Tells him. you all you need to know. Yeah, no, I agree. He's not, he's not good absolutely. enough. Yeah. Definitely, but he, he is to me the kind of signing that Liverpool at any point over the previous 10 years might have made because because of the things that you've listed. Ross, I don't think this, I don't think he's I think he's a, he's a good player, he's had good games against us as well in, in, in the past, but yeah, he's I think we, you'd like to think, and that's the thing about winning. I'd rather have a, a borderline, even if only formally world class player. Uh, then, then that because at least you know what you what you what you're likely to get. And I, I, there's a comment there from the duck actually live and he's saying, yeah, I agree. What Fraser Shakiri's better, and that's the point. Is he, he's, I think he's smaller than bloody Shakiri as well. Um, you know, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather have another season this year than Shakiri as, as an option than maybe than maybe someone like that. Uh, look, let's move it on because Chris, you wanted to talk about the the lone players, um, and I think this is a big this is a big thing because I've seen someone you know responding in the comments to what we were saying about the context of where Liverpool are at with the transfer market, and the context the real context for Liverpool is this: Liverpool's profit is generated by player sales. Um, and that's where Liverpool get the money to spend on on on, on other on other footballers. And it, until it clarifies itself, if Liverpool can't move on, Marco Grujic, 
let's say Divock Origi, you know, a, a, a Dejan Lovren, a Harry Wilson and a couple of the players in and around, there's 100 million quid basically gone out of the kitty until we can get those players moved on. So that might have an impact in do we have to use those players or do we have to hold on to them until their value returns? Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting for me is because obviously you've got the transfer markets and how everything changes there, as you know, everyone and everyone in the comments. It's what the loan players, the players that we've loaned out mean, because like, you know, we were talking about Ryan Fraser there. I don't mean to dig, dig it out. Like, my opinion is I don't like him. I think we've got a player at Bournemouth who's better than him, to be honest with you, in, in Harry Wilson. I think there's... Oh, there's well, no, he's out of contract. No one spoke about him at the end of the yeah, summer. There's a reason uh, why. And Brad Smith was there, wasn't he? Little backup left back. Yeah. 26. Uh, he's 26. Yeah, Brad Smith's 26. I mean, it's more. It's. I was more surprised that we got what we got for him, to be honest, than how old he is. Uh, was it five million or something? Six million. But yeah. no, I think you know you got lads like Harry Wilson there who, as in, as he, I, I've not really heard his name since lockdown ended, but certainly before Andy was having a good season. I'm not. I'm not as au fait on what's happened since then then you've got lads like Nat Phillips who's obviously was it Schalke he went out to or was it Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg? Uh, no it was no it was Stuttgart 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 apologies yeah. yeah then you got lads like Ryan Brewster obviously Carrius all these type of players there's lads there that I think could go back into the squad Marco Gruwich is one that we talked about for years and I wonder whether we're not going to be able to get the money that we want for them this summer because of the pandemic. And do they get an opportunity because of that? Because I think Brewster's definitely coming back in. He's nearly got a one and two record. He got another nice little half volley at the weekend, didn't he? Did you see that one, everyone? Mm. Um, so he looks like he's coming back in. But the likes of Grewich, could he come back in as a centre midfielder? Harry Wilson as a winger option, maybe? I, I, I think the, those, those three names that you mentioned are the, the only ones. I think Liverpool have to, have to be... Have to be have to be stubborn and authoritative in, in in this thing and say, listen, you're staying for every reason that Chris has just said. We can't sell you for the money that we've got to sell you for. So what's the point? Stay with us. We'll use you, retain your value, and we'll sell you next year. Just give, give us another year. So that's that's well, Bruce. I think's got a longer tail, but like to Harry Wilson, Gruwich, stay because we need you. Uh, you know, you're losing Adam Lallana, which you know Curtis Jones will come into that fold. But you know, why not have all the bodies that you can have? I know it might come down to, to wages at the end of the day. And again, that's complicated with not getting sales from, from ticket revenue and, and, and corporate stuff and whatever they could, what they can afford. But just say we want to fight on all four fronts next season. We need these players to... to, to I want to go for every cup next season. I want to do what Manchester City done. I had a chat with a Man City fan yesterday. And he said the difference is when you look at the bench. Well, imagine having a Harry Wilson on the bench or, or, or him starting in Carabao Cup games and FA Cup games. Like I know he just... I think you're going to have to shoehorn him in for a year. I know just because... He doesn't suit our style of play, but like Chris said, put him on a wing or put him in a, in a ten roll or whatever he does. Or you've got someone for free kick situations, or you've got someone who's built up experience. I don't know what else he has to do to get into that Liverpool side because he's done well at Derby, he's done well at Hull, you know, he's done well at, at Bournemouth, who haven't had a great season. But <laughs> the standard at Liverpool Football Club is just much higher than what we need him to be, and his style of play is slightly different. But just say, listen, and say we grew it, stay here for a year, and the rest of them are not really that bothered about. To be honest, but Carries needs to go. Yeah. Ben, what do you think about the about the Harry Wilson stuff? He's got seven Premier League goals in twenty seven appearances this season for the Bournemouth side. He's been frankly gash. Um, does he? I mean, it's all well and good. I, I agree with the notion that Ross has got there about having the bodies and having him in there. But he's a human being at the end of the day, and I don't know whether. I just I don't think he, I'm not sure he gets a game, you know, or or enough games to satisfy a lad who at 23 probably needs to go and play, even if it's the detriment of Liverpool's finances. 
No, I think um, I think you're right. I think maybe we're maybe we're taking for for grant for grant. Is it the right phrase? It, maybe we're kind of underestimating because we've been so used to having a squad for all this time where the likes of Harry Wilson might be able to get a game. You know, a good players. But now we're we're no longer here. We're right the way up here. So we're having the conversation about Harry Wilson, who's a good player for a club like Bournemouth, who's going to get them the odd goal. He's a good set-piece specialist and all that. But when he comes to our squad, suddenly Liverpool have a world-class squad and we need to get used to that as fans because we, we're entitled to now talk about the players and be, uh, and be ruthless with the players that we talk about and get rid of the ones that aren't good enough because we can afford to do that. So for me... I mean, Rian Brewster has the potential to be world-class. Marco Gruwich has the potential to be a good squad player for me. I mean, you know, watched a little bit of the German football. He was all right when that, you know, that was on. Um, you know, bearing in mind that everybody, you know, wasn't quite up to fitness. He, he seemed to be OK. Um, you know, it depends what happens with, with Adrian for me. I think, you know, whether the confidence in Loris Carrius has completely gone, it probably has, but you know, it's 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 a conversation worth having. If if Adrian wants to go, again, we're in the pandemic. Who else are you gonna have as a backup goalkeeper? You know, it's it's difficult to say. Um so yeah, Harry Wilson for me, I, I think a couple of years ago when I was doing the development watch and he was playing for the under twenty threes and he had his first loan at Hull, I, I was kind of raving about him, but he just didn't really seem to kick on from there. And, and, and from what you were saying about he's going to want game time as well. He's he's a very driven player who's who believes. He's a bit like Curtis Jones for me. He believes. He backs himself. He's you know he's, he's got confidence in himself, and he'll be wanting to play consistent football. And I don't think he's going to get that at Liverpool. Yeah, he. he, he I mean, the problem we've got with Harry Wilson, Chris, is that he doesn't play. In, the, in, in any of the positions that we play in our team. You know, I mean, he can play on the wing, but he's not got pace. So you, you haven't have completely changed your style of play to bring Harry Wilson in on the right. He's left-footed. You know, so you're playing him on the right wing. There's there's a there's a there's too big a drop off in there. If Shakiri's a bit bit of a big drop off, that's the that's kind of the issue with Wilson. And we've talked about could he be converted to do a job? Well, do you bother the time converting him when? You've got Curtis Jones there who can just come in and do that job straight yeah. away. It depends for me on, on on what the reality of the situation is because if the reality is we're not signing anyone, then I'd rather have Wilson than nobody. Because um, mm-hmm. he's at, like, I just think that's stupid to then sell him because mm-hmm. you can throw him on the right wing if we've got if you've got a problem. You know, sorry, the left wing if you've got a problem where he can cut in and use that shooting boot. You know, Ala how Coutinho almost used to play that position. Um, Mane is understudy as it were. Um, so for me. You know, when I look at these players and I'm thinking, right, Brewster's a shoo-in, certainly. Ben Woodburn, no, although he's just come back from injury, just don't think he's got what it takes. Wilson, I think, has proved more than Grewich that he can do it in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And more than ev- and Brewster that he can do it in the Premier League. And, and more than every other player we've got out on loan that he can do it in the Premier League. And because of that, I'd be... In, uh, I'm I'm more willing to give him a spot that we probably don't have. I think you are right, Paul. We don't have mm-hmm. that spot for him that's natural to him. But because yeah. he's done it in the league and every single time he's gone out on loan, he's done well. He's yeah. always and he's and he's gone to different levels and he's been the best player in the team. And then he's come into the Premier League. Seven goals in the Premier League is a bloody good return for a young kid. And I think yeah. sometimes we forget that. I mean, we were talking about it. William had nine. William's a former yeah. world class player. You know. Yeah. This is a lad who's playing in Bournemouth side. 
um, and yeah. really struggled at times this season. So I, I think he's I think he's shown enough just from his loan spells to each of those three clubs that he can do a job. I'm not saying he's the answer, but I don't think we're in the time when you're going to bring a loan kid back and they're going to be the answer, unless you're in Trian Brewster, by the way. Yeah, apart from Brian Brewster, who's obviously world class. Uh, yeah, okay, it, it will be. There'll be a, a thing on this with, with Wilson because again, Ross, it's all well and good. We say, but we say bodies like we just get to keep these lads and the fine and the fine just because of the glory of being at Liverpool. But you've gone f- to go from playing a full season of Premier League football to you only going to play. He's only ever going to get a game for Liverpool when there's a major injury crisis because even in like the cup games, you still got. Minamino still needs to play games. Brewster will need to play games. Jones will need to play games. Um, you know, you look at Oxley Chamberlain and Naby Keita can barely get a game at the moment for us. He, he, he would come in and he would be he, he, right. He would be fine to have as a as you better having him than not having him. But even the idea that he's going to play the, the the League Cup games only if Liverpool end up flying out to another continent again. And even then, you know, he's probably you know he'd probably end up on the bench for the first team rather than actually getting the getting the League Cup games. But why can't he be part of a rotation? Why can't he? Why can't we go stronger in those cup games? Because you got an extra, you got an extra, you got an extra body, and it's a short term solution. Like Chris says, it's not the answer. But the situation we find ourselves in, where you can't sell him for the price that you would have got pre-COVID, so why are you selling yourself short? Why not be selfish and say we can we can retain your value? You can get some experience. To what yeah. his other option is another loan move, and whether he wants that or not, or he can say you can you can sit around there with a bunch of winners, learn some more stuff, potentially win yeah. something, and then 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 he can then he can have your move. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. But the flip is he good enough? Sorry, Sorry but is he good enough for that? Ba- is he good enough for that backup? For, you know, for that second choice team is the thing. Is he still on the bench? You rotate heavily. He's probably still on the bench for the the, the league the league cup team, and then 
then is what can you satisfy him that way? Sorry, Chris, go on. The flip side of this, of course, is that, and I think I fall foul of this more than probably anybody, is we all say, like, you're not going to get the value that you you want for him. Well, the whole market's changed, hasn't it? I think, you know, so what was 30 million might be 15 now, but if you're buying someone and you're able to buy them in the same market, like that 15 million still a good 15 million, I suppose. And I'm, a, I'm one of the ones who likes Ali Wilson, who thinks we probably should keep him around. But if you get 20, 15 to 20 million for him, and then it's only 30 million for Thiago, I'd rather have someone like a Thiago who's going to fit in the squad, who's actually going to improve the, the first team squad for an extra little 15 million or something than Harry. But in, in a year's time, that market could reverse again, couldn't it? Once, you know, if we get fans back in stadiums and people got money again. From my, my point of view, I think it's worth holding on to him so you get that back in, in a year's time. I to- totally agree with that. But it's like, what are Liverpool playing? Are they playing to win the league next season? When you see teams like Chelsea going out and not being interested in, you know, holding back. I mean, the rumours are they still have to have it. You know, we know they've signed Zajac and everybody else and, and Werner and they, they, they only signed the, the young American, like, not fucking 12 months ago. So they're p- piling money and I, don't think, I think we've got enough to stay ahead of them by a mile. But equally, it's, you've got to look at you've got to look at the big picture, short and long term. Um, the, the big picture is selling him next season to what I put it towards Mbappe. Yeah, Pro- probably, yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. sure his 20 million is going to make too much of a dent. You might be by buying Mbappe's left foot for that. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And Harry, Harry Wilson will perpetually, for me, fall in the gap there. And his only the thing is about selling him. You're right, is that if the overall market is deflated, then it means that the players you're buying are cheaper, are, 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 are a reduced price as well as the players that you're selling. But it's, 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 it's whether you can sell him at all because the clubs that all of a sudden that you'll like Bournemouth are not going to have money. Not Bournemouth are just not going to not going to have money at, at all because they're not big enough and they might go down as well. You then got it's that it's that gap of of, of the clubs. If he's ready to make it, he might be good enough to actually step up to a top half team because those seven goals could be invaluable for a team like a Crystal Palace or a, or or whatever who are looking to looking to just solidify themselves and they might they might be just about comfortable enough but this we don't know it yet but the impact people are saying the clubs are still spending but we haven't are are the clubs outside of the top 7 or 8 and down to that like just above the relegation zone are they going to have money to spend because again Bournemouth have been spending silly money. Palace have spent a little bit of silly money down the years. Is that just is that where the market's going to shrink the most? Because that's where Liverpool get make their money. Yes, they make it periodically to selling a superstar to a, to a, at an overinflated price to a big club, Alicatino. But really, we make our money's made on 10, 15, 20 million transfers to those clubs who like to think they can crack Europe, but never will. Um, and and it's and it's whether they still they still they still exist in the in the transfer market in in, in the coming seasons is going to be is going to be a big question. But anyone else you think in terms of the loanies or 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 whatever who might have a might have a little bit more, Ben? No, no. is my answer. Um, it's that I mean I agree with Chris very briefly mentioned before. For me, Ben Woodburn's always been too lightweight. That was his problem. He was, you know, I know obviously there's there's good examples of lightweight players making it, a la Lionel Messi. But I think Ben Woodburn was never, you know, he gets that goal against Leeds. He just never imposed himself on games. He never had the presence to do that in, in the Liverpool side for the rest of that season. 
Um, so I think I don't think he's good enough. Ovi Jaria, again, I, I don't, I can't remember it. I can't remember anything of him. That's that, yeah. and, and I think you know, loanies or the young kids. You know, the, the the this list of players that I'm looking at. You know, there's there's players that I can remember doing things, and Ovi Jaria isn't one of them. Um, but for me, Nat Phillips, I think I think he sticks around next season, particularly if we don't sign any centre backs. And I think you've got, you know, it depends what preseason looks like. Um, but you know, you, you see again, you, you monitor how he does in preseason, and then he becomes probably the fifth choice centre back. I think Dejan Lovren will end up staying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Probably just out of necessity again, was much. I think that's I think the thing. So, yeah. Liverpool, will, yeah. Liverpool are going to be tested. Chris on their on their character and their morals, I think, in this transfer window because that that this thing, Harry Wilson will want to play football. Dejan Lovren will probably want to play football. Marco Grujic will want to go and play football somewhere. And if they can't be guaranteed that game at Liverpool, they're gonna want to be transferred. And it's whether Liverpool are prepared to because again, those three or four players or whatever, there's a there's a but you know, in the pre-COVID market is probably a hundred million pounds worth of transfers that we might have, you know, are we going to be prepared to just cut our losses for the sake of the players? It's going to be a big, that's going to be a big, a big test for Liverpool. I think it depends on the type of person that they are. I'm not, I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that they're all going to start kicking off because I don't think they've got the reputations to kick off and demand football. And yes, they might want to, but will they leave Liverpool Football Club for that? I think one of the things we've seen, certainly from Harry Wilson, is this that he wants to be at Liverpool. You know, he's come out and said it. You know, I want to be here. That's why he keeps taking loan moves uh, and not, you know, permanent deals away. And if I'm Harry Wilson and, I, and you know, I, I say that, I'm looking at Curtis Jones going, I'm better than him. Like, I believe that I'm better than Curtis Jones. I can see that Curtis Jones is getting football. I can see that Harvey Elliott's, Harvey Elliott's starting to get minutes. And I can see that Williams is getting minutes. And I, th- and I, and I made me back myself because of that. Not not mm. think I need to move. I'm looking at going, I can get some footy here. I just need to get my th- foot through the door. And the sliding d- doors moments in people's careers, isn't it? And, I, you know, I, I, it does make me think that the pandemic is going, is going someone's going to come out of the pandemic who probably would have left the football club, who may just force themselves in. And I'm not saying it is Wilson, by the way, because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't actually see him as a long-term fit for Liverpool. I, I do think this season you probably do just keep him around with everything that's going on. Um, but, like... You know, certainly maybe it will be someone like a Brewster who's progression into the first team is is transitioned quickly because of because of COVID. Yeah, it's. I mean, the only thing that we'll never be able to judge is that obviously the Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott stuff is are they are those lads at the football club now because they were still a bit too young to loan out and there was no point and they've still got room to develop at being on the fringes and being in the 23s and will they follow Harry Wilson's path or are they getting minutes because they're just better than Harry Wilson and even at the young age the management just thinks you'd, ra- they, 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 you'd rather have them and they've got a better chance of impact in the first team than than Wilson, that's the stuff that we're never going to be privy to. Because the thing about the, the gets me with Wilson is, I, he would have played. He'd have had either defo had minutes over the last couple of seasons because of how things have kind of fallen. And yet Liverpool have opted to to to, to chuck him out on loan. And it's whether we've chucked him out on loan to develop him or just to protect his value. Go on, Ross. We also might be at the stage of like 
when we first got Jurgen Klopp, everyone spoke about how good he was with youth players and how he was at developing them. And, you know, like, yeah, and Abamyang or Lewandowski, Goethe, you know, you know Matt Hummels, them sort of players. He's now got the time to kind of spend with those players. I'm not saying that he didn't before, but, you know, Liverpool, because the squad's so good, he's not, we've seen him integrate those youth players. And, you know, the time might not have been right for Harry Wilson because it just wasn't, but we, were, we just won a Premier League, we won a Champions League. That squad can more or less not to take care of itself but you know it's at a stage now where you know it's it's high quality whereas now we can him and the coaching staff especially with the training setup at Kirby as well look at all these youth players and go actually you know we can make you better because we're all together and that's, that could be a case for Harry Wilson just at a later stage in his career yeah I mean the only issue the issue you have with him is the 20, 23 he should be I mean and he might be you know but this might be his big breakout might be due his big breakout season but you know sometimes we said this about Oxley Chamberlain the other day is that sometimes you can just get players a bit late and if he if he was two or three years younger he, he might have been in with a bit more of a chance but whether he's just missed that window of opportunity to, to do it because he's now again he's at that age where he, he needs football he's never he's never going to be able to reach his potential being a bit part player for Liverpool at 23 years old he, you know he, the only way he might he might well find in, in two or three years time he might be at a level where he comes back to the club but also we've seen that you know we, we just hinted at his name before there mentioned Jordan Ibe you know we, we got the buyback on him which now not, we're now going to never going to be able to activate because he's now going to be available on a free on a free transfer and sometimes these things just don't work out for what for whatever reason um Ben, let's talk. Let's talk Origi then. I, I think a lot of people have been talking about Divock Origi in the last in the last week or so. We have, we have certainly, but I think I, I think it's interesting enough to warrant further discussion. He is another one who falls into the in the situation. If there was no pandemic. I think you move Divock Origi on no questions this summer. I think him and Lovren in particular, and probably Jaden Chakiri, Adam Lallana, there's a bunch of lads who are on the fringe, but you've seen all you're ever going to see from them. They can still go, have a good career, earn a good wage and play at a good level, and you probably would take the money and, and, and kind of run. But Origi is, he poses a, poses a problem. He's still, a, he's still clearly a useful asset. Where do you stand on him? Um, I, I think... I think Sunday was sort of, you know, not the final straw because he's obviously a Liverpool player and you back your players. But for me, that Sunday really um, put into perspective that he's just off the pace. Um, you know, in games like that where he's getting a start and you'd expect him to to impose himself on the Aston Villa back line and create opportunities for himself and be a bit of a nuisance, you forget he's playing at times. Um, and, you know, it, it didn't seem to matter where we put him, um, you know, centre forward or I think, you know, he was on the left and he ended up getting stuck out there and isolated out there. And it just he just wasn't adding anything. I mean, we went to Sheffield United in September, Paul, and he came on and he kind of changed the game a bit. He, he came out on that yeah. left hand side and he puts in the cross for the goal um, and he looked really bright. But. He, he needs to do it more consistently than that. He needs to be, and whether he's just naturally better as an impact sub, and that's all he'll ever be, maybe that's the answer. But it's it certainly, it, 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 you could see it was almost, it, it was it was difficult for him, it must have been difficult for him to see how Firmino came on and just changed the game because he must be aware of what level above Firmino is. Yeah, I think the the thing with with Origi is. Uh, he's got he's got the cult following thing, which I think helps. You know, he, he'll be remembered so very very fondly at Liverpool, and he, and he deserves to be remembered that fondly. But there is a a point where 
and we see this happen with squad players, it's very hard for you to stay motivated as a squad player indefinitely. And I think we forget that at times because we presume sometimes that things will carry on as they've always been. And look, he is a centre-forward and he wants to be a centre-forward. And I'm sure he's. you'd always have this in every football squad. He will know by now himself that he's never going to be Liverpool's first choice. He's never going to be, Klopp's never going to build the team around him. And that then, you've then, and, and it's a very fine balancing act because if you're happy with that, that's great. But there comes a point where that happiness starts to translate into lack of ambition. And when you've got a little bit of a lack of ambition, you then start to have a, a lack of motivation. You find levels just gradually decrease. And that's why you do have to have a degree of squad chain. Ben, because you do need he'll he'll just he probably just needs something fresh in his career to give him a, a kick up the arse. It is a very fine balance between you're doing a great job for the team, but or or are you just not trying your hardest to fulfil your own potential? And he he must be he must be ready now in himself to as uh, you know we've had the discussion about Harry Wilson to be playing regular football. He'll be looking back on his time at Liverpool maybe this summer. And he'll he'll be looking back on the goals he's scored and the and the, the moments that he's contributed. He must he, as it is that ambition. It, it must be he must be feeling like okay, I've I've maybe done what I can now at this club, and I, I you know if I leave now, I will be fondly remembered. I can look back myself as a professional on the Barcelona game, the Champions League final, the games against Everton, you know, and, and things like that. He must be pretty content with his contribution to the club. And he can move on, and and there'll be there'll be teams in the there'll be teams in the Premier League that'll take him, and he'll get regular football in England um, if that's what he wants to do. I get the feeling that he'll probably move abroad if he was to go. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, either way, he, he must he, he must be hungry for that regular football by now, and he's certainly at a point in his career where it's probably what he deserves. Yeah, Ross, what do you think? I'm tall and David Carigi. I think with the, the court status, and you would talk about the Barcelona, Everton, Newcastle. Dortmund home and away goals. He's, he's done some good things for this club. But I feel sorry for the, for the same reason I said about Dejan Lovren, for someone to come in and just go, you know, be 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 very very good, be as good as we you know what Manny should be on that left hand side. I think is is a lot to expect from him when he you know he plays one in six or something like that, or you know he comes on a substitute bench to get some sort of rhythm and you know confidence behind him. I think he must really struggle, and for the fact that he's out on the left hand side, like that's not a position that he wants to be in. I feel sorry for him in that sense. I got frustrated on Sunday, like like Ben says. It felt like an experiment with Divock Origi. You know, he played left, didn't work. Put him in the middle, didn't work. I think he was even on the right-hand side at one point in that game. But then you're changing what Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane are really good at. You shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that to try and compensate to fit one person in by changing two or three positions in your side. I, I, know, I know the league's done and, and we've won it, which is fine. But that's like a when Ben says the last draw, that that felt like a last throw of the dice. Where where do you fit in? And that's the problem with Divock Origi. I still don't know where he fits in with his side. Me and Tom went to Chelsea away when we got knocked, knocked out the cup. Everything he did was predictable. Again, out on the left hand side, I feel I do feel sorry for him. But how many times can you keep can you keep rolling that dice in it and it not work for him? And I think he I think he does, he does deserve to move on. But I also think because of the situation we're in, we keep holding for another year because bodies, money. That's that's going to be the big thing, isn't it? Isn't it, Chris? Is that it, that's and it's something we can't know until we get into it. That it, we keep these lads, we'd all we'd all probably say, well, you know what? Given the circumstance, you'd probably keep Lovren and you'd probably keep Origi. Again, it's it's that's the unknown. Is that it's all well and good keeping them, but there's no guarantee we get to keep 
having happy, motivated players in that time is always going to be this unknown. And, you know, you know, and of course, same as like trying to buy players, we just can't, it's such an unusual set of circumstances. Yeah, it's trying. And, you know, I think everybody realises at the moment that, you know, to stay on top, we are going to need to improve. And that's not necessarily, but most often done through the transfer market. Um, I do wonder whether, you know, I, I can't see Rigi going because I just, if we're not going to buy anyone, it would be fucking stupid to let him go. And yet I agree with all the points about him not being good enough and not fitting in. Uh, and still, still after all the uh, all this time, not 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 being able to nail down a place. But okay, I, I I'll be all right with him if he stays. Like I, I'm not too bothered. Like I just, I, I, but I do think that he becomes the third choice next year. You know, maybe Rian does. You know, fight for that position to begin with. Sorry, maybe, and then and then you see, and and does that push a on? Do we see a little bit more out of him? Do we see a return to the the impact that he was having last season as opposed to this season? Um, it's all it's all just fucked, isn't it? Because yeah. ordinarily, you, <laughs> anyway, it is though. Ordinarily, you win the Premier League, you get a prick ton of money in, you're the best side in the world, and you go out and you take your pick of every fucking player. Well, what happens? Liverpool have won the fucking Premier League after thirty years. And we can't spend any money because we've not had fans in the stadium for six fucking months. And yeah. we don't have a sugar daddy still. So for all that well-run club bullshit that we've had to go through for 10 years to fight tooth and nail for every penny that we've earned, we don't even get to fucking... It's not even bearing fruit at the moment. We're now back into penny-pinching mode so that yeah. we can survive. It's just fucked, man. Yeah, I mean the, the the positive thing about all of this, Ross, just to kind of just to kind of give Chris a bit as close a thing as to a cuddle as we can in this situation, because I feel like he's gone. Um, is the situation that Liverpool are in with regards to the, the next generation of stuff coming up underneath? Yes, there are a couple of issues with regard to those like squad players and what you might need to do. And us not being able to refresh that might c- cause a problem. But we are in a situation where, yes, some of them, like Harvey Elliott, no expectations on him because he's still so young. But with Harvey Elliott there, with Brewster there, with Jones there, and with Nico Williams, there's four lads there who, if they're going to be good enough, there's a real window of opportunity for them being presented the rest of this season and into next season where, kind of like what's happened with Chelsea, it, this could be the making of those lads. You know, and, and and this is what I say about like Harry Wilson. If Harry Wilson was 19 and in this situation, it, it might, might have been enough for Harry Wilson to be a Liverpool player because sometimes you've just got to go in, you've got to get your opportunity and you've got to grab it and not let go. And that might be the thing that really is the making of, making of Liverpool for the coming years because you might say we might not have the money to spend but we might prove that we don't need the money to spend. It's like four new signings, Paul. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, don't, don't phrase <laughs> it like that. Close to saying it. Uh, also, yeah. can we get It's All Just Fucked on, an, on the next Redman t-shirt with Chris Pajak underneath? It's all <laughs> just fucked. No, we I, need to start selling the It Could Be Worse t-shirt again. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think that's what he's doing. I said about experiment with Divock Origi. I think he's doing that with the young players now. And then especially with the five substitutions, that plays into your hands a lot more. You know the, the league's done. You can say we'll go for the point stuff, but you know what's what's more important is it is it break, breaking a points record or is it getting these lads experience? You know, I, I, not getting experience, but getting used to the system, the tactics, the experience being uh, playing behind closed doors in big stadiums, you know, ho- home and away, getting used to the surroundings around them. I think you know Nico Williams is, is, is he's not proved himself, but he's shown 
very good glimpses of it. He's capable of, of filling in and, and give me as a, as a fan confidence if you know it, it Trent's injured, he can do something uh, right back there. Harvey Elliott, I don't think we've seen too much of, but the, you know from all the talk and he obviously signed a new deal and stuff. You know the the interest and the the hype around him is pretty real. So you know maybe we just change things slightly. Maybe Harvey Elliott is, is the answer. We don't know. You know, I'm not saying put too much pressure on an expectancy, but you know they know behind the scenes how good he is to sign a new deal. I don't think he'll go out on loan anywhere because I just don't think he, I just don't think you loan him out at all. But you yeah. know he, he's you know again he's unpredictable in in how he plays and he's, he's shown he's got the confidence behind him against Arsenal of all teams, which he was he was fairly decent at. I know it was a second string Arsenal team, but the confidence is there. Why not Why not use him? Liverpool's big issue is still that the senior players and the best players we've got are still in their prime. And the lads we've got underneath have got a, a hell of a job on the on the on the on the case to to try and you know oust those at the moment the gap between those the rest of the players we've got is too big. What? Who's it's the phone? Phone. Phone. Yeah, the guy, that, and that and that's the thing is that you, you, unless the lads who are twenty four to twenty six are ready to step up, and that's the problem with Origi is he's twenty five, he could be about to have a big breakout, but I just don't think he suits the style of our style of how we play to be able to get that at Liverpool. That you might be worth, it might knock us back. You know, we might not necessarily be at the level, but it could. It's what it does for not necessarily for next season, but for the season after and the season after that, we'll see the benefits for having these lads play more games time um, let's get a quick question before we wrap up um, from uh, our one of our Redmen TV subscribers if you want to join up uh, at club legend level you get access to exclusive discord group and you can commit questions to this podcast um, we've got some brilliant ones we just don't have time for them unfortunately but Paul RB68 asks the question has anyone tried vegan cheese he says he has and it's shite Chris have you tried vegan cheese I'm not about it mate <laughs> I ain't about that vegan cheese <laughs> Anyone? No, I can't. What's the point? I, I no, have tried I, I like it, normal cheese, so I'm, I'm not going to try <laughs> vegan cheese. <laughs> yeah. I have, it's the same I with have, anything. I have tried one vegan cheese in my life, um, and that was, it was a hard cheese similar to Parmesan. I think it was like a Grano Padano or something like that. But the problem is it was billed as a vegetarian cheese, but... This is this is naughty. Like it had it, it had it had animal rennet in it. I know. Dun, dun, dun. I know, right? Not, you know what's ch- funny? Sorry, Ross. The funny about the whole about the vegan thing is that like we're not so far removed from like it being so unknown a thing that I genuinely thought it was just a smart way of saying vegetarian and sold a couple of people vegetarian breakfast saying they were vegan. Uh, but anyway, um, go on, Ross. Have you had vegan cheese? No, it's not cheese. It's lies. <laughs> 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 Jeez, it's lies. I think we need that on a t-shirt. Yeah, definitely. But this is the point of it all, isn't it? It's like I'm all right with eating things that aren't meat, but you don't have to shape me broccoli as a burger. You know, you don't have to shape me broccoli and sell it as a broccoli nugget. Like when it's yeah. not fucking meat. You know what I mean? Why do you have to do it with the vegetarian shit? It's like, oh yeah, but vegetarian nuggets. Fucking just call it vegetables if that's what it is. Like I'm yeah, fine with yeah. that. Stop no, that, that, it like I, I, I agree. I um, in September. Gotta make it exciting somehow, though, haven't you? Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Go on, Ben. Um, in in September, I did a uh, something for uni at the Caledonia in town, which is a completely free uh, meat-free pub. 
and she brought me out all this food to sort of take shots of and and, and film and then she said oh you can talk into it who you want and and i like did you well, yeah, I, I tried something because I was like, you know what? I don't eat much vegetarian food, so so maybe I'll like it. And there was these little, like, what was supposed to be popcorn chicken. And I put these things in my mouth, and, like, to this day, I've got no idea what it was, but it just wasn't chicken. So, so, so we'll clip, so we'll clip, clip, clip that up, someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in this like, pub in town, and I put these little balls in my mouth, and I didn't know what it was. But just why? Yeah. Why are you trying to tell me it's chicken? It's not chicken. It, it's just not chicken, and yeah. it just wasn't very nice. And I it's, like so I, way, I'm not I think really... it's important that people probably do eat less meat and all that type of stuff and and everything. I'm absolutely fine with all of that, right? I'm I'm okay with that. That that makes sense to me. Just stop dressing it up like meat. Why spend yeah. all that time preaching something and how, how good it is, only to make it look like the thing that you don't want it to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, to know yeah, absolutely yeah and, absolutely. Ve- and vegan cheese as somebody said in the comments it doesn't melt very well no. it's not fucking cheese so, um we had to get a super chat in so we'll answer this one um as, as briefly as we can Stephen somerville uh with the super chat says what position needs the most fixing for use is it is it as simple as saying left back up left back or back up goalkeeper chris i think i mean missionary needs a bit of work um <laughs> wow I mean that's fundamentals, that Chris. That's your short. Like that's your short game. Sometimes you, know? you get away from them, though, don't you? Um, so you just got to go back. To them. <laughs> oh, well, never, uh, you'll never yeah, get to see Tom's back, reaction. Back up back left, left back. It's back up left back. And it, Ross, centre back cause cause concern for me. Which I know we kind of we briefly touched on the topic, but like if Lovren does go, Matip's injury record isn't great. He's injured again because he's hurt his toe. I don't, I don't, I think it's too much pressure on Keanu Hoover and, and Nat Phillips to come into the fold for Liverpool. And, I, and there's people out there that you can go and get, like a Ben White, or, you know, and the question that I put in was like, you know, if Bournemouth or Villa get relegated, would you go in for a Nathan Aki or a Tyron Mings? I suspect there'll be too much money and too much wages for a short term thing. But it, it, it's a concern for me. I'd be all over Nathan Aki, by the way. I think oh, he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my missionary game doesn't actually I'm, I'm, I'm fine my, my fundamentals are solid um, Ben um, I think I think oh, fixing is a strong then. word shut up but, you, I'm not going to comment um, I think <laughs> fixing is a strong word for, for, for our you know for our squad I think we're a long way off needing to fix anything um, but you know I think in terms of squad depth centre back left back and probably something going forward as well as we discussed but I think if you were going to look at the start in 11 where could you improve upon the start in 11 and um, for me it is in that central midfield I think you know it may be the, the sign of Thiago in a way makes sense if if that's going to happen because I think if you swap them for Wijnaldum I think that would be an improvement on our starting eleven, personally. Um, but that is splitting hairs. It's you know, it's it's sort of very you know, carefully trying to find somewhere in the in the eleven to improve. You know, so so that that's where I'd change things for me. Yeah, for me again, it's it, it, it's it, largely it's all in backup. And it's about again whether how many of the lads on the fringes can be are really going to be at the same level again because of the situation that they're in, and knowing you know you're banging your head on a door, you're turning up to training, and you you working your bollocks off, and you're pouring every ounce of your person into it because that's what cop demands, and all you ever are 
is a substitute or someone who comes in and plays 30 minutes here or 60 minutes there. You know, it, it, that's where our big our issues are. And again, the left back thing, Milner being our backup left back is a, is a, is okay for a bit, but at some point that's going to start to be a major pressing concern. And for if again, if someone, if I had to go and it's maybe a little bit, we do need a backup goalkeeper. We do need a backup left back, but we need someone who is faster than Salah and Mane to go in the front three because I think both of them are gonna, you know, they're heading towards this. Salah's not got the pace, quite got the same pace that he had when he when he when he first came to us. That's just a natural thing that happens with wear and tear. I, I, I just a a young a young special something or you know again, and that's why it would be it would have been Werner. But William would do in the short term because at least you're bringing someone in with stupid pace to, to, to add to the front three. But yeah, someone else who does that because I don't think Minamino's got that. I don't think Brewster's necessarily that type of player. Um, and then really, once you, other than that, you're, you're lacking a touch. But go on, Ben. It would be a bold move because he's not proven in the Premier League. But that side, Ben Rahm at Brentford's doing bits at the moment in the Championship. And if they don't come up, he'll be. I think. I think he he can play either side of of a front three, left or right. And I think you know. I, I don't know how much he'd cost, but it would. It would. I think it would be worth looking at because he is quick and he does have a. He he, he and he's got a hat trick at the weekend, so you know he, he does have a scoring touch as well. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I just thought that I throw me two pens in there with that one because I think he I think he's worth looking at. Clip that up as well um, for when Ben's right. Let's just um, probably just treat Manchester United like the terrible football club that they are and go and buy Greenwood. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Why not? Bring them over as mates. Um, yes, right. Okay, thank you so much for that, guys. Thank you very much for everyone who's jo- joined us live. If you listen to this after the fact in podcast form, do give us a five-star review on your native podcasting app. If you want more from us, we're going to be live once again uh, for the match. The Fan Zone will be kicking off 45 minutes before kickoff. Live once again on the YouTube channel. Come and see us over here for that. Keep your suggestions coming in for what Liverpool should do in the transfer markets in the comments. And if you want more of that sort of stuff, the Reds News Roundup show is on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, Ross will be involved in that so yeah you can make sure that you uh, you get over to there and that's our weekly show where we discuss all transfers all the big news stories and that is exclusive to the subscribers oh yes and uh, of course don't forget Chris is live at 3pm today on Tuesday with more football manager with a uh, streaming legend the biggest UK football manager streamer um, Dr Benji um, is alongside Chris Pajak who was the man of that title in waiting uh, so tune in for all that and, uh, see you guys all very very soon Ta-da. Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.